Highly Enthused, a shortcut to things worth consuming, presented by two women named Sophie who spend too long on the internet. I'm Sophie Roberts. And I'm Sophie McComas. It's Highly <laughs> Enthused, everyone. <laughs> it is Highly Enthused. And is it our last episode for the season, Soph? Look, it is. Yeah. We just had too much enthusiasm last time, and now we are coming to the finale of season four. You're just real pregnant. Well, yeah, don't blame it all on me. No, we're also, you know, look, we've really tried to maintain our enthusiasm levels for this season, but we're a little bit tired. It's coming to the end of the year. We got some good stuff for you this episode. We do. We saved it all for last. Just bundled it all up to go. Tell me about your sugar daddy request. (laughs) Okay, so for those of you who I am not in a group thread with, which I guess is most of you, but I mean... Feel free to add me to one if you want. Um, Lately, my Instagram has been flooded. And by flooded, I mean I've had at least two people reach out and offer to be my sugar daddy. I mean, I I would be flattered. I just don't know what it is about my Instagram presence that screams, pay me for my time and company. (laughs) But apparently, that is the energy I give off. And they're kind of like... One was an anonymous, like, no photo troll, so I assume it was just, like, a bot. But one, there was a face associated with the mm-hmm. message. A really old... An old face. A, <laughs> the sort of face you expect when you hear the word sugar daddy. <laughs> so that's what's happening in my life. Super exciting. Sugar baby. I know. God, What are they offering? I mean, they didn't go in... They didn't, like, give me a contract. They just, like, floated the idea. They didn't outline the terms when they make their proposal. Look... It was. I think what threw me is the first time I was like, whatever, the weird shit happens on the internet. But when the second one came through less than a week later, I was like, am I on a list? <laughs> How did this happen? It's all these COVID check-ins, like the data has been sold. Yeah, the data has been sold and they're like, you have bougie habits. Do you need, does someone need to keep you? <laughs> Amazing. All right, how are you going? Are you getting sugar daddy requests? Um, thankfully, no sugar daddy requests for me. <laughs> Um, I'm just, you know, full of arms and legs. There's a foot in my ribs at this particular moment in time. I have two brains right now. Jesus. Which I'm quite proud of. (laughs) I'm on a strict diet of six dates a day. Why? According to this awesome listener who sent me the best list of stuff. She was like, you know what? I ate six dates and three cups of raspberry tea and had the best labor ever. And it was awesome. And it was five minutes of pushing and no tearing and woo. And I was like... I'm doing that. <laughs> okay. I was like, this is probably some weird witchcraft. And then my midwife, without even me asking, was like, great. So now is the time to eat four to six dates a day. Why I was like, four to six dates specifically? It does something to your cervix, <laughs> like softens it. I don't know what it does. So should you not eat four to six dates a day if you're not in the third trimester of pregnancy? Well, I don't know. Yeah, this is, I was like, should I, I haven't even finished work yet. Like, should I st- <laughs> Should I start now? So just going to really loosen it all up immediately? Yeah. Like, how does this work? It's an accumulation, I think. But, okay. Um, so I'm on that and going on some actual dates with my husband while I can. That's nice. Which has been fun. Though I have, like, a, an hour limit sitting on a bar stool these days. I'm just like, <laughs> by the end, I'm like, we need to go now. <laughs> my poor back. But, yeah. Tiny wine bars that we won't be visiting for a little while. They're not pram friendly. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I'm going to be one of those annoying people that just takes up space in a tiny bar because yeah. I will not be shunted out of my favorite places, <laughs> everyone. But excited to get into this episode. All right. So what's your first 
recommendation of the episode and last eat recommendation of the season. Far out. I'm so excited about this. It's a drink recommendation. (laughs) Just to stick with the theme for season four. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I know I have recommended a lot of non-alcoholic options this year. And, you know, I'd really just like to thank the world for perfectly timing my pregnancy to the astronomic rise and innovation in the non-booze industry. It's really, 2020 has really been a year for that. I mean, far out. I can't keep up with all the awesome stuff in non-booze land. I think I've really reached the pinnacle right now because um, a whole website is primed to launch on December 1st, which is entirely dedicated to non-alcoholic drinks. You do realise that you're due before December 1st, though. <laughs> like one day before. <laughs> um, so it's called Killjoy Drinks, mm-hmm. killjoydrinks.com. And it was created by a girl called Kat who lives in Brisbane, I think, after saying 2020 is her year of non-drinking. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to spend the whole year drinking lemon lemon bitters like Athelia. And so she's created this sick website, which they don't make any of their own product yet, but they have curated the coolest, best non-alcoholic stuff from all over the world. So it's categorized into three different categories. There's drinks for the wine glass, which is like spritzy things, kind Mm -hmm. of kombuchas. And they do have like a non-alcoholic wine, which I have not tried. Then there's drinks for the bar cart. So that's like exciting booze-free spirits. I think we've mentioned liars before, but there's heaps of stuff like syrups and tinctures. I got this awesome New Zealand made rosemary and cucumber tonic. Sounds good. There's like shrubs previously mentioned. And then there's drinks to hold in your hand. So like pre-mixed non-alcoholic G&Ts and dark and stormies and stuff. So good. There's like half, half Australian and overseas Mm -hmm. stuff from London and the U S which is great because there's some real innovation going on over there too. And it's just so cool. Like the branding is great. Packaging is great. Everything about it is so awesome. I love the tongue in cheek name of Killjoy. I know. So cheeky. It's so great. Like the, yeah, the tagline is like, go on, be a Killjoy. Like (laughs) it's just awesome. And yeah, so they haven't launched yet. Kat was kind enough to send to me a little sample, which I'm extremely thankful for. And get around it. It's so awesome. However, I have one, like, discovery or epiphany that I've had lately. And that none of this is wine, Sophie. No. <laughs> it, it all hits a certain boozy note, but nothing quite replaces wine. There are replacements for beer. Yeah. You will totally not notice no the booze. difference. Oh, yeah. I've had some non-alcoholic beers, like Heaps Normal, yeah. XPA, which just is amazing and is awesome. booze-free. Even, like, just the Heineken, like, super normy non-alcoholic beer is totally great. No worries there. <laughs> the spirits, like, awesome. Yeah. There is great non-alcoholic gin. And even, like, San Bitter, the little, yes. like, aperitifs. They taste like Campari, aperitifs, but there's no booze in them. The cocktails, everything is so great. There's just no nothing that replaces wine. <laughs> like, there just really isn't. Though I haven't tried the non-alcoholic wine on Killjoy yet, but and I think she sources it from the UK. But, yeah, that's just, it is what it is. So that's the challenge to the world is yeah. by the time you're pregnant a second time, you like a non-alcoholic <laughs> wine option that isn't that, like, sweet grape juice that's yeah. in the supermarket. You've really come to the party in this, this pregnancy. I'm really, for the next one, it's going to be even better. Yeah. But that is killjoydrinks.com, launching December 1st. Check it out. Very, very awesome. Great. Yeah. What about you? Okay, I have a bit of a wild card. I'm recommending savoury Dutch babies. (laughs) Not a type of child, a type of breakfast good. (laughs) A specific type of child. (laughs) 
savory and Dutch. Okay, so there's two recipes that I will link to. There's a New York Times recipe for a savory Dutch baby that has parmesan and brown butter and thyme, which mm. is delicious. And then there's a Bon Appetit recipe that kind of gives a few different riffs on it. So wait, what is this? So the way it's described in the New York Times recipe is a Yorkshire pudding meets a popover meets a gougere. Oh, yeah. Basically what it is is like a super eggy pancake batter. So this recipe has like eight eggs in it to like a couple. Eight eggs? Yeah. So it's like really oh eggy um, to, to like a one cup and a bit of flour. Um, but it's, it's like a frittata. Kind of, but not completely, completely different texture. So you mix all the wet ingredients, you whisk up all the dry ingredients, and then you add the wet to the dry. So it's all to make sure you don't get like massive clumps of flour or mm-hmm. anything in there because it will not taste good. And because this is a, you can make sweet ones, it's sort of like a pancake batter. So you can go either way with it. Um, so if you make it sweet, you just throw sugar in, you can serve it with f- fruit and icing sugar. But if you're making it savory, which is my preferred method, you add in fresh herbs. So chives, parsley, even coriander thyme whatever you want go in there and then you pour it into the flour that has salt and pepper in it you mix that all up whisk it until it's super smooth and then you get a cast iron pan or you can use like a big enameled cast iron pan either's fine you want to preheat your oven as well so the oven has to be super hot about 220 degrees celsius i think it was and then you, in this particular New York Times recipe, it gets you to brown the butter. Oh, so you get no. that super nutty, extra like toasty flavor. But if you can't be bothered, don't worry about it. You can just like melt the butter till it's really sizzling. And then you pour the batter in and then you immediately put it in the oven and it puffs up. And so you get this like outer rim that like mine, literally I've cooked it where the outer rim has gone up like 10, 15 centimeters out of the pan. And so it's all craggy and crunchy and like light. And then the inner is this like custody. Mm. Um, And you, this one, you also put Parmesan cheese on before you put it in. So you get this outer cragginess, this inner custody deliciousness. And it's so impressive when you pull it out of the oven. So if someone knew is sleeping over and you want to impress them or you want people coming over. I made a baby. Yeah, that's that's what I do, guys. It works really well. Um, or if you're having people over for brunch, or you can do it for a light lunch with a salad on the side. Or if you just like don't want a frittata, but you've got eggs at home, like it's a fun like decadent dinner. How many people does that serve? Uh, like probably if you had like a side salad, four. Oh, yeah. Um, if it's just if that's all you're eating, maybe two hungry people could chow it down. I always find like if you fried eight eggs, I wouldn't want to eat them. But when you mix them into like mm. a frittatary sort of thing, suddenly mm-hmm. you can eat a lot of them. True. <laughs> It's like a really high ratio, but it's just so like, it's just one of those things that you cook that feels a bit magical. So it's really enjoyable to cook at home and it's not something you'd want to get at a restaurant because you want it as soon as it's out of the oven, Mm. you want to be able to just dive in and eat it and you can riff on it. Like you can put whatever combo of herbs, you could probably put like caramelized onions in there. Mm. You could probably add some pancetta if you wanted to, like it's pretty forgiving. It's just, yeah, it's just like custody puffy crunchy it's a textural delight it's really fun standing next to the oven watching the edges <laughs> rise out of the pan it's really fun oh, so that sounds so good i really highly recommend all right so that is what i'm eating this week what are you reading or watching or listening to what is it this week oh a netflix show it's been so rainy so it's been the perfect timing for this which i was only recommended like two days ago and i've already watched a lot of episodes. <laughs> the Queen's Gambit? I have seen a lot of Twitter chatter about this. Yeah, I hadn't heard anything about it. And then someone in our office recommended it on Friday. 
and he has young daughters and was like, I'm just so glad my daughters are watching this instead of TikTok. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, got this rave review. So it's like just so fantastic and addictive and it's about chess. I'm like, what? That doesn't compute cl- in my classic brain. tale. <laughs> It stars Anya Taylor-Joy, who is just spellbinding. Like, her face can just show so many emotions. She has these giant eyes, just like one side glance of them, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> like, she's very Mesmerized. talented. Totally. And you know who else it stars? Thomas Brody Sangster, which, like, I don't expect you to know that name. But he is the little boy Sam from Love Actually. Oh, my God. You know, who falls in love with Joanna this Yeah. <laughs> When he came on, I was like, where have you been this whole time? <laughs> Apparently. Anyway, I digress. Anya plays Elizabeth Harmon, like this child chess prodigy. She picks up the game playing with the janitor of this like Cold War era orphanage she was sent to as a young child after her parents die. And she is incredibly mathematically talented. Mm. And with that comes like big social like um, awkwardness and kind of skyrockets to like international fame as this incredible chess player and the show just manages to make I mean obviously the game of chess if you're in it and you play it it's like a pretty tense game it's like poker Mm -hmm. I guess when you're like really watching your opponent and planning your moves but like if you don't I don't play chess I'm not really yeah (laughs) I wish I did like it sounds quite fun but it makes it just like so tense and a little bit sexy and like (laughs) unruly and just like great it was such an awesome show there's a whole undercurrent of this relationship with her adoptive mother who's Mm -hmm. a total alcoholic but there's this glamour to it like just watching her change from this little orphan in this basement playing chess to this like glamorous you know late 60s beautiful woman in these gorgeous clothes and the sets and everything I was just completely hooked it's really good I really recommend it I have to say I saw the trailer and I was a bit like it's chess it's like a lot of costumes it seems a bit over the top but then so many people have raved about it and then your recommendation is obviously the most important so I will queue it up yeah the queen's gambit Netflix rainy day get on it great what about you well mine is a slightly uh grimmer (laughs) recommendation (laughs) as is my want so I'm going to recommend a podcast it is called goodbye to all this it is uh, produced by the BBC World Service, but you can obviously find it anywhere you get your podcasts. So it is a, cre- a podcast that's created by this Australian radio producer named Sophie Townsend. And I really wish this podcast had existed in 2018, though I possibly might have been a bit too raw for it at the time because it's about her late husband's diagnosis with lung cancer that happened in 2011 and then the journey of caring for him through his treatment and his eventual death, and then the process of grieving whilst also parenting their two young daughters who were, like, I think seven or eight and ten or eleven, that kind of age, so old enough to very much know what's going on but still, you know, kids. It's So far there's only three episodes and a prologue out, and it is incredibly sad. Uh, I saw someone describe it as uh, heartwarming, and I was like, describe it as heartwarming it's not like uplifting or like cozy in any way it's it's a devastating a devastating listen even with she's got you know like nine years 
distance from the events. She's chosen to report it mostly in like the present tense or describe it in the present tense. So it's very like current, Um, but it has been very cathartic to listen to for me, especially as I'm coming up to the two year anniversary of my husband's death, which happened at the end of November. So (laughs) combining this with my recommendation from the other week for running, it's been very moody weather in Sydney lately. We've got La Nina. So there's like a lot of storms and rain and wind. And I've taken to putting this podcast on and going for my runs along the coast in the bad weather and just sometimes openly weeping just like tears pouring down my face as I like run along the coast in the bad weather which is a real 2020 mood I have to say but it's yeah it's just the way she tells the story isn't like maudlin or overdone or like self-pitying it's just incredibly like honestly the way she's managed to capture kind of the anxiety you know waiting for a scan result or waiting for a plan to be put in place the exhaustion and the way all these little things weigh you down and the way that your relationship changes with the person who's sick and the way like just all of those components that I've just really like one of the things that I struggled with the most while Al was so sick and going through that experience was I just couldn't find my experience really replicated anywhere there wasn't a lot out there about what it's like to care for someone who is terminally ill And yeah, she just like, she captures like all the weird life admin and how hard it is to accept help because it's overwhelming to get all these offers and not to know what to do. Mm. It becomes a job in itself and just all about it. It's really beautiful. And I really, yeah, if you would like a glimpse into what my life was like between 2016 and 2018, this is a pretty uh, accurate look. Um, So yeah, it's called Goodbye to All This. It's a heavy listen, cannot deny, but... um, Is it being released like week by week? Yeah, week by week. So there's three episodes out so far. It's just, yeah, really well done, really moving. I'm definitely going to subscribe to that. And look, sometimes it's nice to just get like a window into someone else's life and you can just be grateful that's not yours. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) All about that. Yeah. So that's my listen Mm. recommendation. The last one for season four. (laughs) What... Have you, have you bought or done something? What is it this week? Again, it's a combo of buy this thing to do these things. <laughs> We're really all about the facilitating <laughs> life through capitalism, guys. <laughs> so you probably remember Caroline Clements, who came on the podcast a few seasons ago with her and her partner Dylan's awesome book, Places We Swim, which tracked the best swimming spots all around Australia. Oh, I do remember that, From Sophie. the journey of a lifetime. <laughs> um, and they've just released a second book, which zones in really tightly on Sydney. Yay! Yay! Where we're all spending all our time. Exactly. We're, like, we're not allowed to go north or south, so we're staying where we are <laughs> swimming the fuck out of this summer. So the great thing about this book is that, well, one of the interesting parts about it is that Cece actually grew up in Victoria and mm-hmm. Dylan is from New Mexico, not many beaches in New Mexico no. um, in the <laughs> USA. And the fact that they aren't from Sydney, I think, gives this book a whole new level of insight. Yeah. It's kind of like that. I mean, they've lived here for a while and like know it and have explored it. Um, but there's just that fresh eyeness to it, mm-hmm. which I just love. And it really just shows you how sprawling Sydney is. Yeah. Like this book is just on Sydney and it goes from, you know, the foothills of the Blue Mountains to like the bottom stretches of Cronulla. Like yeah. it's so vast. Yeah. And there are so many amazing swimming spots, not just on the coast, inland, in the mountains, you know, in Parramatta, um, Granville. Like it really gets into these little nuggets of Sydney that you really, as a local, like you don't go to Parramatta to swim. Yeah. <laughs> but Lake Parramatta is like one of the first places I'm going um, after reading this. So there's all this 
other great stuff in there. There's like really good local eating spots. Like there's a pub guide if you want to go like pub beach combo. I mean, who doesn't want to do the pub beach combo? It's the great Australian exactly. classic. It's really beautifully designed. It's each page is a different kind of shade of color, which makes it such a pleasure to to flick through. The photos are absolutely beautiful. Dylan takes all the photos. And the introduction to the book as well was one of my favorites, the foreword. They really pay respect to the indigenous side of these places, indigenous heritage, which is obviously so obvious and important. And yeah, so many little gems on my list. Are, yeah, Lake Parramatta, like I said, which is just like this little oasis in the bush which sounds Amazing. so great tarmore canyon and greenwich baths tidal pool i heard. will come with you to that one yeah. i've wanted to go there for a long time and i've never done it well i'll drive you there Gary. great thanks so make a list get some new bathers <laughs> from last episode <laughs> <laughs> and just tick them off like it's like a bible to the best summer in sydney of all time so that is places we swim in is out like this month Great. You can get it on Booktopia. Uh, what about you? What have you bought or done? Well, I'm also going to call this a buy so you can do, but it's really a buy masquerading as a do. So I recently bought myself a new cleanser. Oh. Small joys around here, guys, but this is something you Big can move. do anywhere. <laughs> no matter what stage of lockdown you may or may not be in, this is available to you. So I bought the Pixie Carolyn Hirons Double Cleanse. I have not heard of this brand. Yeah, so Pixie has a um, kind of more famous uh, like chemical exfoliant called Pixie Glow Tonic. It's like oh, an yeah. orange bottle with a green label. Which I've tried years ago and quite liked, but I've sort of stopped using for, I don't know, for no real reason. And then I picked this one up, this cleanser up at just my local Bloom's Chemist. Like I think you can, I don't know if they stock it at Priceline, but you can get it at Chemist's and, you know, at Meyer I think as well. So I have read about double cleansing and Carolyn Herons, who's like the sponsor of the product, I don't know, I think she like helped to sort of make the product, is this British skincare guru. She has this blog that I got obsessed with a few years ago when I was first trying to learn about skincare. So she's helped um, create this product and she's a real advocate for double cleansing. So that's where you use an oil-based cleanser to start to just really break down like SPF, dirt, makeup anything on your face and just like really give it a good massage and you massage it into dry skin Mm. so that's one half of the product it's like shaped like a little circular disc and it's split like yin and yang well that's good that they're both in the same thing yeah so both in the same container because that's been the thing that stopped me from double cleansing because having to buy two products it just seems so fussy and annoying and i just never got around to it but this all comes in there so you have the oil cleanser on one side and then you have a cream cleanser on the other side so i know you're an advocate of using the old face washer as part of your cleanser which i've Definitely done on and off, but this you have to use it for. So dry skin, rub the oil cleanser in. It takes off everything. It takes off eye makeup. It takes off, you know, if you've got like layers of SPF and like, you know, you've been in the ocean, sort of that kind of grimy post sea feeling, just like massage that in, breaks everything down. And then you do the hot washcloth. If you were in here, guys, I'm doing really extensive (laughs) uh, hand movements to explain this to Sophie. And then you use the hot washcloth to take it off. And then the cream cleanser is just like a really nice gentle cleanser and you can massage that into like your damp skin and then take that off with the cleanser, with the washcloth as well. And honestly, my face has never been so soft. Truly, I'm just admiring your complexion right now. It's Thank so you. glowy. Thank you. It I think the really cleanser smooth. has a lot to do with it because I've just used for years an ASAP cleanser, which is fine, totally like it and just use it in the shower, but it always just felt whatever I never really noticed how my skin felt after getting out of the shower but using this cleanser like my face feels soft and nourished and like I have Mm. quite dehydrated and dry skin and I feel like it's no it looks bouncy 
Thank but you. But you've got that peel, right? I, I feel like look, it's coming into its own. I did get my face lasered, so who can say what the what is causing the glowing Whatever it complexion? Is, it's <laughs> Put a lot of effort in. My bar instructor told me she thought I was in my late twenties the other day, and I took that as a real compliment. Yes. Um, yeah. So that is the. Pixie Carolyn Hirons Double Cleanse. You can do double cleansing without buying this product. You can use an oil-based mm. cleanser and then a cream cleanser. Zoe Foster Blake always recommends this. I always find that it's like double shampooing. Like every yeah. hairdresser is like, you have to shampoo twice. I'm like, no, I'm just not going to do that. I know, but I will say that the double cleanse takes me like three minutes. Yeah. It's really very fast. Yeah. And I think it's the oil cleanser. Is It feels so weird massaging it onto dry skin. You're like, this feels like I'm... Because it feels like you're putting on like a thick moisturizer. You're like, mm. I would not want to leave this mm. on my face. But then you wipe it off and then you look at the cloth and you're like, oh my God, all of that was on my face. And I definitely didn't always used to get all of this off the my face. The cloth is a game changer. <laughs> Guys, get on it. Get yourself some washcloths. It's going to change the game. You're having feels with rags, but it's cool. You have a lot more laundry. But I mean, <laughs> if you're about to have a baby, you're about to have so much more laundry anyway so much muslin so much muslin so yeah so that pixie carolyn hirons double cleanse double cleansing generally your face will thank you it will be so soft and supple and cleansed i'm gonna try that yeah do it <laughs> when i bought it from the chemist when i was paying for it the lady who was selling it to me was like oh i love this it's so good and that's not often you get that kind of comment at a purchase how much is it i think it was 37 dollars. oh that's pretty good yeah for two and it lasts for ages so mm. pretty yes. pretty decent okay there we go. Holy shit, it's time for <gasps> the fast five. Fast five. Fast five. The fastest five and the best five of the year. And the last one. <laughs> the last one. <laughs> a lot of promises there, guys. Okay. Who's going first? You, Me or you? You can go first. I'll go first. Okay. So my first one is a YouTube series that my friend Matilda recommended. She is my fave person to share like house porn content. Ooh. We're both really into architecture. So it's called Never Too Small. It is an Australian YouTube series and it is very relevant for me because it's walkthroughs of like small, beautifully designed apartments and studios and um, like building projects. So I live in a 50 square meter apartment and I am considering renovating my kitchen one day. And this show just takes you through like really clever design hacks of like how you get more storage in. But it's just like these beautiful house walkthroughs, but everything is like 60 square meters or smaller. Awesome. So like really tight, like a lot of them are like 29 meter squared studios or like micro apartments and tiny houses, but they're all... They're not like those cheesy tiny houses where it's just like a horse box in someone's backyard masquerading as a house. Uh (laughs) They're like, you know, like little art deco gems or like brand new builds where they've intentionally made stuff smaller. So it's just really great. And it's really nice that it's Australian. Yeah, I was going to say. They've got some cute merch as well. I'd never heard of it, but they've got about, I think, like 40 episodes. So lots of online content to just gaze at if you need something soothing to watch. It's very calming. There's all these, like, really beautiful interior designers being like, my clients really wanted to have a minimal aesthetic. And you're like, I'll just listen to you and waft along on your beautiful dulcet tones. So that is Never Too Small on YouTube. The second one is another skincare wreck, which may also be contributing to my glowing complexion. So this is a vitamin C serum called BioBear Vitamin C, B, E, and Ferulic Acid. Another acid. I know, but this, is, this isn't this is like an exfoliant. This is uh, supposed to be like a skin brightener. Okay. So there's this really famous product by SkinCeuticals, which is this really high-end skincare brand. And a few of my friends have this. Um, it's called their Vitamin C and Ferulic Acid Serum, and it costs, no joke, $220. Oh, God. And so they're all like, it's amazing. And I was like, I can't justify it. 
I just can't do no, it. That is an insane amount. It's so much. And I get it. It's supposed to be like super incredible. But then I was just like, surely there's a dupe. Surely someone has come up with something similar enough. And then I Googled and found this website that like helped you find dupes. I'll include that <laughs> link as well. Findyourdupe.com. Literally, it tells you the ingredient match in percentages between the products you're searching for <laughs> oh and God, all these just products. Just for skincare? Yeah, just for skincare. I'll, I can't remember the name. I'm sorry. I should have put it in the notes, but I'll include it in a link in our newsletter, highlyenthused.substack.com. So this is by this American brand, BioBear. It's just a serum. You use like five drops during the day. And I think price-wise, I can't remember with the exchange rate, but it worked out about $60 or $70, which I know is still not cheap. It's not like a bargain basement product. But it's but not $220. It's not $220. And honestly, I've been using it for about two weeks. And that, along with the double cleanse, I think has really made a difference because I have a mm. lot of like, and this is why I did the laser, like a lot of like uneven skin tone pigmentation. I scar really easily if I pick it like a pimple, it just scars. Um, and I think I've really noticed a difference using it. I Yeah, I can fully notice. Thank you. <laughs> See, guys? I mean, it's very humid today. I think that's just helping <laughs> with the glow. Yes, my skin does thrive in summer because I'm dehydrated and the humidity really adds some extra glow to that. But um, that is BioBear vitamin CBE and ferulic acid. It's a full alphabet for your skin. Okay, number three, a random one. But I was at Sushi Train the other day and I got a can of Itoen green tea, cold green tea in a can, and I fucking love it. <sighs> Yum, I miss Japan and their canned things. <sighs> This was just in Sydney. I didn't even have to go to Japan. It is... I'm just so obsessed with it. It's not sweet at all. It's just like... It's quite like tannic. Bitter and tannic, Mm. but it's really refreshing when it's cold. I don't think you can even buy the cans. You can only buy bottles of it at the supermarket, but I'm going to find a way to buy the cans. I just want to be stocked all summer. Cans are better than bottles. Yeah, better for the environment. Tastes better out of a can. That cold... You get this snap, cold, crispy can... It's just really delicious. I would also recommend, and I have done this, you can brew green tea and then chill it down in your fridge. Yes, iced tea is not something I have gotten into in this season of my life, but I really, I want to. Well, I don't know how, like, I'm like, what kind of tea do you chill? (laughs) I highly recommend using like a Japanese green tea with uh, roasted rice in it. That's really nice. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. that's great. But I just love green iced tea. Really recommend it. Mm. Not sweet, delicious, refreshing. Yeah. Cuts through fatty, spicy things really nicely. Yes. It's great. Doesn't replace wine. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't replace wine. We haven't got there yet. So that is Itoen green tea in a can. Okay. Number four is a recommendation for a restaurant in Petersham in Sydney called Casa do Benfica. The question is, do you like piles of clams, fried potatoes, grilled octopus and delicious fluffy caramel flans. I do love you, all those things. Do you love those things? Well then, do you like little old Portuguese men sitting alone at a table drinking a whole bottle of wine? I love little old Portuguese men <laughs> drinking alone with bottles of wine. wine. <laughs> I mean, okay, so this restaurant is in Petersham, which is in the inner west of Sydney. Oh, sorry, this is actually in Marrickville, not in Petersham. I don't know why I said Petersham. Yeah. Well, I did want to interrupt you, but thank you. you Correction, <laughs> I was wrong. It is near Petersham, but it is in Marrickville, the largest suburb in the inner west. I think there's a lot of Portuguese in Petersham. Yeah, that's the, we're just going to keep this mistake in, guys. I hope you enjoy. <laughs> anyway, it is in the Marrickville Tennis Club. It is like a time capsule of the late 20th century. There's like bullfighting pictures. There's amazing decor. It kind of looks like a cross between a tennis club and an RSL and a restaurant. There's a gold curtain on the stage. 
stage. There's a gold curtain on the stage. The bathroom has a waiting room, like with a couch in it. It's bizarre. lavender couch. A lavender couch. It's so good. But you, if you go, you go in on a Sunday for lunch. You have to ring up and book. It's very cash. But if you turn up without a booking on a Sunday, they just shake their head at you like you idiot. This is a Sunday lunch kind of place. If you're feeling active, you can have a game of tennis beforehand. I'm not going to do that. I hate tennis. Some people you enjoy hate it. Tennis. I hate tennis so much. <laughs> It's a dumb game. It's so silly thing to hate. It's so fun. It's a silly game. It's just a silly, <laughs> pointless game. You explain the scoring system to tennis to anyone. Yeah, and it's like, it makes no sense. It Everyone's like, well, you know, should have stayed in the Middle Ages where it was created. <laughs> anyway, anyway, really diverging. Back today. to the clams. You go to this restaurant, it is like piles of clams, grilled fish, grilled chorizo. octopus, chorizo steak potatoes it's just so delicious it's so cheap like so, so reasonable so <laughs> garlicky very garlicky they have like vino verde bottles of vino verde for like 30 dollars a bottle it's a goddamn delight it's so good and the desserts right yeah you have to order all of the desserts and an espresso to finish mostly to process the amount of seafood you've just had but there was there was like a flan there was this other like fluffy caramelly cake thing. yeah it was like all egg white it was like an egg white souffle with just caramel on it yeah that was good very sweet but like delicious and it's just something about apparently there's a few there's like a portuguese club in marrickville and then there's like the polish club and they're these really old school family run style restaurants they're just there for the people in the community and they're just so fun and so, so fun great. and great for like get big gatherings yeah and if you have children which you soon will very pram friendly yes <laughs> and chaos friendly this is true chaos friendly <laughs> um so that's casa do benfica in marrickville not petersham in sydney um okay and my last recommendation i really diverged there that was not fast at all um is for a wonderful book called brother of the more famous jack it's by a writer named barbara trapedo this is just wonderful comfort reading. My very dear friend Meg sent me a copy of this uh, when things in my life were very grim. And she said, you know, this is just a book. She's, she described it as this is a book that's like a parade. If you like sexy older professors, trips to Italy, a rambling ramshackle house in the English countryside, handsome brothers who break your heart. It's just got it all. It's Ooh, glorious. Ooh, sounds good. Yeah, it's just, it's just it delightful. Written? I think it was written in the 80s. Okay. I'm not 100% sure. It feels a bit of out of time. You know, like one of those books where you read where it's just not really about when it was written. It's just, it's just glorious. It's really wonderful. This so, is great. If you're looking for some comfort reading in these anxiety-inducing times, I really recommend it. Well, shit, I'm going to piggyback right off the back of that one for Great. another comfort read. Hit me. Because, yeah, who doesn't want comfort reading anytime, but especially now? It's Dolly Alderton's new book. So if you don't know Dolly Alderton, she is a UK journalist an author of that awesome memoir called Everything I Know About Love, which was out, I think, last year? Yeah, a couple, maybe two years ago. I mean, it can't be last year. She's going to have a book again No, it's year. like two years. <laughs> that would be too much. Too many books. Too good. <laughs> she's the co-host of the Hilo podcast, and she's just released her new book called Ghosts, which is her first novel. Obviously, a lot of people like just can't wait to get into it because they love her, and her first memoir was a raging success um I was a bit like skeptical I don't know maybe it's just following a memoir with a novel which is like kind of the same themes yeah um but I loved it I really really enjoyed it it is about a food writer called Nina she's in her early 30s all of her friends are like got married having kids like she's so it's me (laughs) 
<laughs> no. <laughs> She's on dating apps for the first time, and that is not you. No, true. <laughs> true. I have more baggage. <laughs> it's really all about the ghosts in her life. Yeah. Romantic friendship related this kind of like potential and nostalgia which just is a bit derailed in this point in her her life Mm -hmm. it's kind of heartbreaking in parts but also wildly funny and relatable in others there's this scene of being the last two single girls at a hen's party her and her friend lola and just this sickening hen's parties that can sometimes be (laughs) just this like parade of like awfulness (laughs) Of, like, stereotypical... Um, Femininity. Yeah. <laughs> and she just is so good at describing these scenes that are, like, torturous. She describes food incredibly well. She describes sex very well. Mm-hmm. There is some excellent sex writing in this book, which is very hard to do. I do have some gripes with it, like, she... And obviously this is, like, very related to where I'm in, at in my life. But um, <laughs> she just described, like, all the mothers as, like, completely boring and, and like a bit useless mm-hmm. and like no fun and I don't know. It's all right. It won't happen to you. I'm like, that's my biggest fear. <laughs> but I was like, come on, like give one car- one cool mom in there, Dolly. Like, there's got to be one. <laughs> there's got to be one. <laughs> anyway, that was my one gripe. But yeah, it was a real patient. It was a roller coaster. Like mm-hmm. you get so invested in this one plot of the story and then like she hits you with a twist. That happens a few times. There's a lot of like background family drama in there. And well done. Like, First novel, that's bloody hard, and I really loved it. Great. Page Turner, Ghosts by Dolly Alderton. Uh, you can get it anywhere. I actually listened to it on um, Audible, which oh. was really good. Sometimes, unless it's read by the author, it can be really bad, but this yeah. was really good. Number two is a really great brand called Kin Baby, K-I-I-N. <sighs> I've just been, like, really displeased with the patterns of, like, stuff. Stuff in Babyland, <laughs> just like so cartoony and bad, or really boring. Especially if you don't know the sex of your baby, like you want like you just unisex stuff. Yeah, quite hard to find. And this brand is just so beautiful. It's based in northern New South Wales. It just launched last year, and it sells these really pretty unisex printed swaddles and sheets and baby items in like all natural materials, bamboo natural rubber and cane like these Mm -hmm. gorgeous moses baskets and stuff all eco-friendly packaging and everything but the prints are just so so nice and the colors like moss and dusty mustard and like milky creams and very bone based just nothing like plastic or garish or cartoony yeah that's what i want yeah that's what the toddler years are for exactly (laughs) yeah (laughs) when they have a personality and they choose i just feel like i would wear these as a sarong myself (laughs) i feel like that's a good sign (laughs) So, yeah, get into that one. If you are looking for cute presents or something for your own little one, Kin Baby. Next one is another awesome book by another previous brilliant guest. So many. Good women on this podcast. They really have. You probably remember Elizabeth Hewson from last year who started her movement on Instagram called Saturday Night Pasta to ease her anxiety by spending every Saturday night in like making pasta from scratch. Um, which is so much fun and has really like expanded massively in every Saturday night. There's heaps of people making pasta, especially in lockdown, which I fully support. Her cookbook is out this week, which is so great. It is called Saturday Night Pasta and it kind of tracks the story of how she came to this practice, which she like swaps in for yoga. Doesn't want to do yoga, wants to knead pasta dough, which is... My style, gal. So book is filled with all these beautiful, simple recipes, all the guides how to make all the shapes, all the doughs in a really simple, 
approachable way and yeah it tracks that story it's got this thread through it of like just making it a practice and easing your mind with just something simple and um, consistent that's just happens to be really tasty um really great recipes i've got my eye on the cavatelli with chicken meatballs with tomato and lemon broth yum yum but they're really simple recipes that you can go like swap things in and out as you need whatever you have in the fridge whatever seasonal um whatever pasta shape you have or you want to make it's not strict. It's not meant to be like extra pressure <laughs> at all. Um, and I don't know anyone who doesn't want this for Christmas. So I know at least four of my family members are getting it. <laughs> so pick it up. It's Saturday Night Pasta by Elizabeth Hewson. We'll link to it in our newsletter. Uh, my fourth recommendation is a brand of like condiments called Jimoto Foods, J-I-M-O-T-O, which was started by during COVID by the head chef at Sydney's Japanese restaurant, Sydney's only Japanese restaurant um, <laughs> in Potts Point, Chocho-san, which is an epic restaurant. And while it was closed for a few months, he started this, yeah, kind of collection of Japanese condiments, which mix the traditional flavors and condiments found in Japan with Australian ingredients. So he's got an amazing miso hot sauce, which oh is like God. my favorite thing of all time. How, have you got me a bottle of this? I fucking want this. <laughs> me so hot It's so good. It's like sweet and it's a little bit spicy, but not like crazy spicy. It's like an umami bomb. That yeah. sounds amazing. It's so good. It's so good. I had it with the shawarma chicken pie from Salaston. Oh, oh so delicious. <laughs> this fresh yuzu dressing for salads, which is totally awesome. A teriyaki sauce he's infused with fresh local shiso. Really good for like grilled meats, fish, anything like that. He's about to start stocking handcrafted charcoal grills as well, which is another awesome Christmas present. That is a great Christmas present. Gosh, give someone you love a charcoal grill and they will repay you in lots of excellent snacks. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) Yeah, really great. Really small collection, but I would definitely get this miso hot sauce. It's so good. That is jimotofoods.com.au by Max Smith. And before my final recommendation, which is going to take us out on a groovy song, Sophie Roberts, (laughs) we're going to... Give all the information. (laughs) As we have said many times before, you can get this week's recommendations and all our recommendations at highlyenthused.substack.com. Sign up for a newsletter in your inbox or just check there online and you can see all our previous uh, newsletter issues. Just go digging for present season. There is lots in there. And we're going to keep sending that out intermittently over the next few months so that you will still get little reminders of us in your inbox while we're on, I guess, a hiatus for maternity leave. Yay. You can email us. I've been Loving all the emails. People have sent us so many great recommendations lately at highlyenthused at gmail.com or just slide into our DMs on Instagram at highlyenthused. If anyone would like to be my sugar daddy and has some terms <laughs> of a contract they'd like to send through, maybe I'll consider it. Send it on in. <laughs> and it's our finale. We're going to take it out on an epic tune recommended by listener Coco for summer listening, summer dancing. I know you have danced to this on have, the internet before. I have. It's a great one for it. <laughs> it just feels like summer, full of potential, lockdowns over, still social distancing, but it's going to be okay <laughs> for at least a few months. <laughs> Unless you're overseas, in which case we're really sorry. I'm going to play this when the baby's screaming and won't stop. It's Dance Hall Days by Wang Chung. Such a good one. It's okay. going to be our outro. It's going to be our outro. Have a good summer. Bye, guys. Bye. See you already. See you later. See ya. Bye. Take a baby by the hand. A 